Hi, everyone. This is Ron Jolson, and you're listening to the Christian Fellowship Community Forum podcast. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Well, good morning to you and good morning to everyone and welcome to our Christian Fellowship Community Forum. Uh, I think this is session number 11. And so now it is uh, my pleasure to introduce Matt Banderman. He's our managing director in St. Louis, began his career at Northwestern Mutual as an intern in the year 2000. Uh, He's been a Power of Ten qualifier, placed fifth in the Mike Gish Award. Um, We tried to get number four, but we couldn't. Uh, achieved a pace setter, first 40, lifetime qualifying member of the Million Dollar Roundtable, uh, and a qualifying member of the MDRT Court of the Table. Um, he's a managing director in the Hempstead uh, Network Office, and Gerard is also on today. And his in his seven years of leadership, he's recruited 55 full-time advisors, 14 pace setter, first 40s, nine second 60s, and five Million Dollar Roundtable qualifiers. Uh, Matt is married to his high school sweetheart, Jenny. They have three children. And some of you may even remember uh, Matt's talk at annual meeting. I think it was 2015 or 16. Um, uh, and that was fantastic. It's an incredible story of overcome overcoming obstacles. And we will share a link in the follow-up for people to look at. But just to comment on that, I mean, that is a, a great video uh, just to let you know that whatever you're going through in this business it could be worse because Matt went through some stuff and he and he really powered through it. And that's one way to um, to take that's one takeaway from that video. But Matt, another one that I always I think about when I went through it is really your humility. Uh, I think it's extraordinary how humble you were uh, in terms of your career. And of course, that links a lot to our Christian walk. I mean, if we don't understand that we have a need for a savior, um, it's pretty hard to discover and receive Jesus Christ as your savior. Savior. So I think even though that talk was really geared toward inspiring a lot of young folks and and how to be in this business and what you can go through, it also tells me a little bit about uh, your character and you're you're clearly a man of God. And so we we can't wait uh, to hear from you. So let's get started. and as we like to do with these, Matt, can you start by just telling us a little bit about your faith journey? Sure. Thanks, Ron. Uh, good to be with you. Uh, actually, I was thinking maybe before I share my faith journey, I wanted to just real, real quick talk about why I'm sharing my faith. So most of us don't feel qualified to do that. We don't. We get nervous or anxious when we talk about faith or Jesus, especially because we're not pastors or theologians. There's just so many difference of opinions out there that we tend to just not talk about it, myself included. But in Luke chapter eight, Jesus heals a demon possessed man. And after he healed him, Jesus said, return to your home and tell how much God has done for you. Basically he's saying, go back to your people, your community and share what God has done for you in your life. And so that's all I'm doing here today. And I I say that as an encouragement to others, because I may not feel like a pastor or a Bible scholar, but we can all share what God has done in our own lives. And so that's, that's what I'm going to do today. So yes, for my faith journey. Well, um, I grew up in the church. I went to the altar when I was five and asked Jesus to forgive me of all my five-year-old sins. And, um, we went to church regularly. I was a good kid. I didn't drink and cuss and smoke and do drugs. Uh, 
my life was pretty simple growing up. I loved Jesus. I loved a girl by the name of Jenny Bloom, and I loved basketball. And still to this day, I love those three things. Um, but really, there were two major events in my life. One was the car wreck when I was in college that you mentioned. I was in a head-on collision and uh, was seriously injured. I broke my back because of the seatbelt trauma. I lost most of my intestines. Uh, it was just too much, just so much to handle. And I couldn't handle it. So I completely turned over my life to God. And, um, you know, there's going to come a time in all our lives when we realize that uh, we aren't God and we can't handle everything. And that was a major event in my life. The second one was when my wife and I had kids. You know, I felt this overwhelming sense of responsibility for this little baby and our family that that I, I was just, I didn't want to blow it. It's too, too big. And so um, I, at that point, I was like, all right, I can't just be a good guy. I need to be super intentional with my faith and my relationship with Christ because it was just a huge sense of responsibility uh, for this baby, this family, and I didn't want to blow it. So, so here we are today, and I'm excited to be with you, Ron, uh, and everybody. I thought we could start by talking about Romans 12. It's one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible, the whole chapter. I kind of made it my credo, our family's Bible verse. And that was what I thought maybe we could share and talk a little bit about today, Romans 12. At the beginning of Romans 12, it says, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And I think that's a good place for us to start our conversation. Okay, well, uh, I agree. And I love this notion of uh, learning to be transformed. And I guess the, the first thing is, and maybe I get a little bit from your introduction, is what's motivating you to want to be transformed. Yeah, I mean, the world is pulling at us, whether that's pride, sin, fear, uh, you know, that, that example that I car wreck was just, I was terrified. I thought I was going to die. Um, everything is just right here in our face and it's a battle every day. And if you watch the news at all, it's not hard to see that this whole world needs to be transformed. Yeah, it, it absolutely does. And it, it is something that uh, we as Christians are doing constantly in our lives. And I think the Lord helps us to do that. But, uh, you know, what, what would you say that it, it means uh, to be transformed? Okay. Um, well, in, in 2 Corinthians um, 3.18, I believe it says, we are being transformed into his image with ever increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the spirit. So the Holy Spirit is transforming us. Uh, you know, we tend to resemble who we spend a lot of time with, you know, our, our accents, our mannerisms, how we dress, our jokes, um, and anyone we think about. But that's an important question to ask ourselves, you know, what do you resemble, the world or Christ? Boy, that, yeah, that's a good one. And I suppose if it's more the world, then I guess we know what we need to be doing and how we need to be transforming. That's excellent. So do, yeah. do you have some, Matt, some disciplines or habits 
things that you could share with the group on, on what helps you in your transformation process? How are you in, intentionally uh, maybe designing your environment to help you do that? That's a good question. So, um, well, that part of verse two there says by the renewing of your mind. So I I'm super intentional about what goes on in my mind, my actions, my habits. I try to tell myself what to think instead of listening to my thinking and uh, all the negativity, even before this call, I was had some of that coming in, but um, really I want to focus on telling myself what to think and making my decisions based on my values and my habits. And so, so I've just designed my environment by first thing I do in the morning when I wake up, I I've had this read through the Bible in a year app. And I've done that now every day for over 10 years. So I've read the Bible cover to cover at least 10 times now. Um, and it takes like 10 minutes. I also, after that, read some affirmations every morning about the Lord, about my family, and uh, they help keep my self-centered and focused on the things that are important to me. I also just, even in my office here, have some visuals, like uh, you might be able to see, I have this little canvas in the back here. It's uh, an old hymn called The Servant Song. I love this song so much. I even have over here, I don't know if you can see this. Um, uh, image of Jesus washing Peter's feet right next to right next to the notorious B.I.G., which is very relevant for our conversation. Um, but, you know, I've got a Tim Keller quote over there, just all these visuals around me in my office to help me stay focused on why I'm doing what I'm doing. I mean, I also attend church every week. I'm on our Tuesday morning Bible study that has been a real blessing. All these things are helping me to be transformed to the image of Christ, but it's, it's real work. And you got to be super intentional with these things. Cause like I said, the, the world is like really pulling for all of our attention and focus. And so, well, well, you know, Matt, this is a very results oriented crowd. So one of the things I, I would ask you, given everything you just said, is it making a difference? Uh, is, is it making a difference in your life uh, as, as you're transforming? Absolutely. Uh, now I'm not perfect and I'm, I have to be super intentional about it, but I'm certainly learning to trust him more to worry less. Uh, my habits and my behavior is hopefully improving and becoming more like Christ. Um, I truly want to be an example to others and be a reflection of Christ. And hopefully, yeah, go ahead. Well, you're, if you're not perfect, why didn't you tell us that before we asked you to, to be on? Yeah. Well, all sin and fall short. And I certainly have done plenty of that. But here's the thing, Ron, hopefully um, people can see the fruit in our lives. You know, uh, in Galatians, the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, uh, gentleness, self-control. You know, hopefully those things, those fruits of the spirit, people can see in the way you behave and in your relationship with them and in your time and energy and efforts that you, of what you do. You know, as I'm hearing you, Matt, um, as I hear you in transformation, what I love about what you're saying is you're giving us some real uh, practical things to be thinking about and that you are doing. And so that of course triggers things that we can do. Um, But it also, it's making me think about sort of the overall well, the theological name for some of this is sanctification, right? It's it's how we are changing in our journey. But, you know, it, you, you've caused me as I uh, looked and listened to what you're saying. 
It also, I think of it too, as we know from the beginning of time that Christ has known who we are and who we will become. And so maybe part of that sanctification, part of it is really discovering who we were meant to be in the first place. And so as we do discover that, we we start to transform our lives. But I, I love all the, the practical parts of it. And I think I've got a few more minutes, so I wasn't going to uh, uh, ask you this next question. But since we do uh, have a few moments, um, and I know it sounds a, a little bit off the um, uh, off the path of what we're talking about, but I'm curious that as you have walked through this transformation and this change, have you have you heard God speak to you along the way? Has there been any any ways that um, he's he's impressed you? Uh, I have never heard God audibly say, hey, Matt, you need to do this. Right. Now, there has been a couple of times in my life where I I've certainly felt the Lord's presence, you know, one in the hospital when things were really bad, really bleak. They, they told me I was never going to eat or drink again, never play sports. Um, and really felt like a death sentence. But I can remember at one point in the hospital um, that I just felt this overwhelming peace come over me. And I just knew it was going to be okay. And it was in such a terrible time when I, I, I was about to die. And suddenly I just wasn't. And, and it's amazing. And, and so that was one in particular that I, I remember feeling God's presence and just that peace. Um, another time I can remember, this sounds silly now that I think about it, but at Southern Regional Meeting one time, <laughs> I was sitting in the general session and I felt the Lord lay an impression on my heart that I should go into leadership. I had just tried and tried and tried to be a managing director and kept falling short. And then we got a new managing partner, uh, Gerard, and, and, and I was just like, I am not about leadership. And so I can remember texting him in that meeting. This was probably nine years ago and saying, hey, Gerard, I'm in. Uh, I'd, I'd already even said I never want to take another test because some of you may remember I took those tests so many times. And to be a managing director, you've got to take more tests. And so I'd already swore I was not taking a test. And then I'm sitting there and I ordered the Series 26 study material while sitting in the general session because I felt God say, this is what I need to do. I, I love that because uh, I think it's those that inner voice, those leanings. Uh, I think God does push us out of our comfort zone uh, and that's how we grow and that's how we transform. So that's awesome. I love hearing that. OK, so I think now we're, we're probably in a, in a good place. Uh, to go out to our breakout rooms. Thank you, Matt. We'll be back after the breakout rooms. But we have a couple of questions uh, for you to talk about in those rooms. The first one is, do you feel a need to be transformed and why? Um, and the second one is, what are you currently doing in your transformation process? And what might you want to do going forward? And I think What's really great about these questions is I think if you people answer them individually, it will really help the others in the breakout group because we'll get ideas from each other on how to transform. And I, I just think that's awesome. So I love the topic. So, Brittany, if you could take us uh, into our breakout rooms and we will all be back after that. I, I that was one of the best breakouts, uh, not to for people to go to their head who were on it, but we had an amazing session. But let, Matt, let's hear about yours first. Any uh, anything about your experience this morning on the breakout? Yeah, we were talking a lot about um, our life as an example. 
And uh, is it a good example or a bad example? And what are we saying? You know, a lot too often it's the church is sending contradictory messages uh, and we don't resemble Christ. And uh, so we talked about like our habits and our actions and what we're doing to stay uh, focused and centered on that. That's awesome. Um, I'll, I'll just quickly give you some of ours. I just jotted down four great points, although there were a lot. Uh, one of them was, you know, putting it out there helps you. People really like that you have the visuals in your office uh, to help you and not just as a conversation starter for others, but but to help you. And I, th- I thought that was really great, too. That was one point. The second one we had was, hey, if you got a spiritual journey, make that part of your Northwestern Mutual Development Goals. Don't be afraid to do that. Put that in there. Well, maybe you can uh, read the Bible in a year if you start putting it in your regular goals. People talked about that. Um, Getting to know the Lord through uh, his word and through prayer uh, came up and then applying that we we have good habits in our work life because of what we do. So we need to apply those same really good habits into our spiritual walk. Uh, and that came out in, in our group. So it's just wonderful. Uh, I know we're going to um, have some feedback, but I, I want to, Matt, I want to thank you and, and thank everybody that participated. What a, what a great uh, session this was. You're going to get this short survey. It'll be in your chat box. Um, and I just want to remind everybody to uh, December 16th um, with Tim Garand uh, will be the next one. And we're going to be continuing these sessions in 2023 with a great lineup. Uh, but before I close it out, Matt, do you want to leave us maybe with uh, one I transforming idea? No pressure, uh, <laughs> but we want a transforming idea. Uh, what might that be? Well, uh, I have this little thing right here. This was from from church uh i've had this sitting on my desk like this uh right here on my bookshelf for five years and what it says it was a note i took in a service as i was um contemplating going in to be a managing director and it says um and it was just my notes it says if god calls you to something he will always provide what you need to do it to fulfill his calling and so as I, I told you, I felt like the Lord called me to serve and help with leadership that uh, many times here as I'm messing things up in leadership, I look at this little thing and it reminds me that he will, if in fact this was his calling, he will provide me uh, what need what I need to do it. And so I can rest in that and know that uh, if it's his, if it's his grace and will, uh, you know, he will use it just like Romans 8, 28. Amen. I love it. I love it. Thank you for joining us. And for more information, visit our website, www.christianfellowshipcommunity.org. The Christian Fellowship Community is an independent, not-for-profit corporation. CFC is supported by volunteers and through donations from its participants. Neither CFC nor this episode are endorsed by, affiliated with, or promoted by Northwestern Mutual.